Welcome back to episode 6 of the Quarter Life Podcast. My name is Oscar McGuinan, and I'll be your host today. Um, to, well, in front of me, I have my co-host and partner for this show, Juan Pantoja. Um, he, King. King. Um, <laughs> he plays on the PS4, um, mainly shooters and FIFA, and other games that I don't know what he plays. How you doing, Juan? Pretty good. I just got off work. You tired? Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> Um, and to the left of me, I have my friend Kevin. He's an amateur Rocket League player, Diamond 2. Yo. Um, how you doing, Kevin? Pretty good. Tired as well. Tired. You Feeling little, good, though. You're a little sick. Um, and for today's episode, we're going to talk about video games and esports. Uh, we'll be going over the nostalgia and how we started playing video games. Uh, going towards, like, just esports and the business behind esports. Um... We're then going to be talking about the influence of video games and streaming. And then we're going to go end the show with our final takes with um, esports and where it's going to go towards to. For our first segment, uh, we're just going to start off by talking about the first exposures to video games. Um, to me, I had the Nintendo 64 starting off. Um, you know, you had the Mario, you know, the Mario Parties 1 and 2s, Mario 64, Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Um, Mario 64 was yeah. that shit. Um, I also, but the first introduction to shooters, um, to me, which I'm a big shooter, um, FPS fan, um, was GoldenEye. GoldenEye was like mm-hmm. that one mm-hmm. game where like you always invite your cousins okay. over. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but Halo 2 on the original Xbox. I actually was, got a really weird first shooter game. Yeah? Mine was Tomb Raider. <laughs> Tomb Yeah, like way back. Okay, so my first system, my first system when was when I was like five years old. So it was like right like two thousand, like mm-hmm. two thousand one, and I got the Sega Dreamcast, and then we had two games. One of them was Tomb Raider, and the other one was Sonic Adventure, which yeah, were both geez. like some of the craziest games I've ever played. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, my first shooter was Tomb Raider, Ooh, basically. But it's so different now, like. Oh, well, yeah, like, she had pointy titties back then. Yeah, she did have pointy titties. Wouldn't that become a meme or something? It's, it's a super meme. It's a, it's a meme. Yeah, yeah, crazy. I remember that. Dude, all those animations did, like, I remember uh, Final Fantasy VII from, like, 1999 was funny because they had this girl that just had, like, giant tits for no reason. <laughs> they always did things like that. It was just, like, sneaky, I guess. Like, early 2000s gaming culture, which was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's also, like, a, a Japanese, like, video games. Oh, that's a different story, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. but, Juan, what about you? What's, what's your first exposure to video games? Mm, I think it was also, I remember one day, I went over to my uncle's house, and I found out that my cousin got the PS, not the PS4, what the fuck, the N64. Okay. And then I was crying as hell, because I was like, man, I don't have that shit. So then I remember my parents buy me that. And I think one of the first games I remember getting was Donkey Kong 64. Okay. And then I remember that you needed the rumble pack to play that shit. So then I threw another fit, and I made my dad get the rumble pack just so I can play that game. And I never finished it. <laughs> Damn. I, yeah, that was probably my first exposure, yeah. And as for, like, first-person shooters, I think mine was, like, Medal of Honor for, like, the PS2. I never got into Call of Duty until I was, like, in middle school, I think. I had a big like breakthrough with shooters because at one at one point my parents wouldn't let me play like shooters 
that were bad because I was really young when I started gaming. I was like seven, uh-huh. and my uncle snuck me a bag of all these shooter games. They were all PS2. This was way back, and it was uh, like GTA Vice City, Sockham, and um, what else was there? Manhunt. Like, all these, like, really gory... Is it Manhunt Band in some countries? Yeah. And then, like, Hitman, too. So, that was, like, really different. Like, I got exposed to a lot of, like, uh, animated violence and shit. Because, I don't know, my uncle just snuck me this. And then my mom found him and she took him away. And she was, like, ready to throw him away. But I was, like, crying, basically. (laughs) I think, I mean, it's always, like, the parents that try to stop, like... Your, the kids yeah. from like playing shooter games yeah. um, because I know like when I started like playing more shooter games my mom was like oh what is this this is like very gory and like mm-hmm. you know um, I was like some little Catholic, Tears of war like I was like a Catholic kid like you know just <laughs> that, that, shoot, that meme of the monkey on the computer <laughs> which one <laughs> the monkey on the computer oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like I, that, that was just me dog like um but like it was like it was like close to like you know if I were to play a a violent video game the next week i had to go to confession and be like i killed a virtual person which yeah it's it's so dumb now because like you have like seven you know five seven year olds playing the new mortal Kombat, the new mk the new like <laughs> gta gta like they know gta like they right. always yeah i always hear them in the lobbies i'm like where are your parents <laughs> they're literally like in the strip club like shooting people and they're like five bro or like the old mar like like mw3 lobbies where, like, you, like, destroy a whole team, and right. then, like, they'll just call you the N-word and, like, call you, like, like oh, yeah. you know, stupid, you yeah. know, just... Honestly, yeah, racism was, has been a Hell huge yeah. part of online gaming ever since it came out. Yeah. It's, like, it, it's... It I just seen a video the other day of these people on Overwatch, uh, competitive, and they were, like, dropping the M-bomb every five seconds. To this girl, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, that's messed up. It's just really disrespectful. Um, but honestly, like... The mute button just allows, like, gaming to be good again. Because at one point, I wouldn't even join games because, like, the parties were just so obnoxious and the right. mics were awful and all that, especially, like, PS3. And um, finally, like, they added mute buttons in games, and it just became so much better. Damn. I, I, usually, I usually just play with, like, a party. I don't even, like, even yeah, if I'm playing I hate playing by myself. Like, if I'm playing by myself, I just don't even... I can't stand that shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, Dude, man, when I was like eight, I had a Game Boy Color and this super rad racing game. And then on my birthday party, my birthday's in December, and my mom threw me a birthday party in July. And then somebody stole that shit, dude. Talking about stealing things, um, my first Pokemon game ever was Pokemon Emerald. And it's because my cousin, my, my cousin Dylan, took me to one of his friend's birthday parties. Mm-hmm. And I was just chilling on the couch. And I, I told me you stole that shit. Yeah, I, no. So are you confessing I, to a crime? I'm, I'm confessing it, the the time where it passed. But oh God. so I was sitting down on the couch and like I was like the, like everybody was like playing around I think, and I I reached down the couch because I dropped something in there. I think it was like a piece of cake, and I reached out the Pokemon <laughs> Emerald. And I'm like, nobody saw me. I looked around. And I'm like, I pocketed pocket that shit. Damn, dude. Um, dude, I had some exotic games for the Game Boy. Like I had one of the first Dragon Ball Z video games. For, for Game Boy, dude, yeah, it was awesome. sick. I, um, I don't know, I had a bunch of weird games that I don't know how I got introduced to, but they ended up, like, taking a big part of my life, like, 
Uh, I got the PSP first. Well, no. Actually, the now fat that one? I think about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. the fat one. The fat one. But honestly, now that I think about it, I don't know what I got first, the Sega Dreamcast or the PS1. But there's this game on the PS1 that carried on to, like, PlayStation 2. I don't know if it carried on to 3, too. It was called Medieval. Have you played that before? No. It's about, like, this skeleton guy who's, like, a swordsman. He, like, oh, no, no, I've heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that game was huge. I spent a lot of time on that game. And then, uh, I don't know, like, classic Spider-Man games and stuff. Took up a lot of time. Spider-Man 2. Dude, you know what? That game where it wasn't the first thing someone stole from me. It wasn't the last, I'm sorry. It was the first thing that someone stole from me, video game-wise. The second thing was my Super Smash Melee copy. I remember in sixth grade, no. somebody somebody was like... That's me, just disrespectful. Let me borrow it. And I lended him the copy and shit. And then he, and then he went to Mexico. <laughs> like the he dipped week. on you. I was like, bro. He said, I'm he skipping states yeah, on you. Yeah, he never came back. <laughs> I was like, bro. And ever since then, I never Finesse, played Smash until, until I would go over to my cousin's house and play like... Melee or Brawl. Dude, I think my favorite video game of all time is like... I can't even answer that. Super bro. Smash Strikers. Bro, Strikers? All right. Strikers, Super Mario Bros. Strikers. Any Stryker. of the Mario sports games are pretty raw. Mario Strikers, also, I have I have the copy of Mario Strikers. And I remember I let like this group of buddies borrow it. Fuck them. And <laughs> um, they didn't bring it, like they, they didn't give it back you. for like years. Until one day I was like, yo, like... Give me my game back. I texted them like, oh, no, <laughs> like years did. later, and they'll dodge me. You know, I'm still cool with them, but like they were just very sketchy. And then like they try to like, like, oh, you know, we had it for so long. It's ours now. I'm like, no, it's mine. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, but Mario Strikers, Mario Baseball was also. Pretty I had cool. a weird ass game that yeah. I played on the 64. Everything but Mario Golf. If you guys heard of Pokemon Snap before, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that game was a shit. You also need the one. Yeah, you needed the one. Yeah, that game is fun. Dude, there was another... There's so many games I don't even remember, but I definitely, like, remember, like, photographic memory of playing them and Me stuff. Too. Like, if I saw them, like, yeah. in a YouTube video, I'd be like, I remember this game completely. I remember this one game where I literally had to... I had, like, a pet Pikachu. This was for the N64. And all the Pikachu did was run around, like, a yard. I don't know what it was called. I can look it up right now. What Damn, I'm just getting I, so many memories. I, I know, I know you, you probably remember this one, but you remember going to El Gallito. Shout out to everyone that knows El Gallito. Uh, Gallito owner, come come to the show. Come on the show. Um, do you know what El Gallito is? Nah. Kevin. All right, so there's this like big like, basically garage like, sale around like the Romeoville area. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was called Hey You Pikachu, and all he did was run around this fucking yard, man. So, um, <laughs> what the hell? They yeah, made yeah. bands off that too. For real, bro. All he does is run around his yard eating these carrots, dog. You beat him. I mean, Pokemon Snap was the same thing the whole time. You just press one button to take a picture. Yeah, I guess so. So, like in this Romeo, like, Ville area, there's like a garage, or, like a garage sale. Mm. And you go and, like, you can buy, like, you know, animals and, and video games and, yeah. like, like, clothes. Yeah. And it's a child's like, dream, right? It's kind basically, of basically you can ride a pony. For the, ch- for the, for the cheats. Damn. Um, but you also get, like, bootleg games. You know. I remember, like, for the Game Boy Advance, there was, like, Pokemon Chaos. <laughs> what? <laughs> which it had, I've like, never which had like, the Chaos Monster. That shit was just Digimon. Was <laughs> which had the Chaos Monster from Sonic. Fake Digimon. For real, bro, <laughs> yeah. was boneless Digimon. <laughs> like, you couldn't get out of, like, Pellet City or something, like, Pellet Town. Yeah. And you just get, like... 
Oh, know? yeah, like little mods and shit. Yeah. Like yeah, they, no, they, I remember those from, like, the Game yeah. Boy emulator I had on my Android. There was a bunch of mods and stuff. For real? But think about it. There's, like, a severe Pokemon fan out there that has played every single, like, game. Right. Not mod anymore. Like, there's probably millions, but, like... Do you remember the, that's the fake Yu-Gi-Oh cards that Agarito sells, too? The stickers? Where, you know, you find out they're stickers? Are they stickers? They are stickers. Yeah, they have fake Yu-Gi-Oh cards and like they'll all, fake be, like, they'll, too. they'll all be like probably now, <laughs> probably now. Yeah, they'll all be like in Chinese and like every single character will have like fifty stars of power. And oh shit. yeah, I remember <laughs> and, like, those. They're all holographic. They're I used to think that was so sick, dude. <laughs> bringing those to school, and then finding out they're fake. That's for, worse than finding out your whole fit's fake. Honestly. For real, <laughs> like, like that. You got exposed in front of your, like your the crush from Atlanta. That is like that's exactly what happens. Like you. Yeah. Oh, with the Fubu. With the Fubu, dude. But that, with the Yuga exactly cards. Exactly what it is. But with the Yuga cards. Because little kids are ruthless, dude. Dude, I can see little kids now being like, "Meet me at the mall at six, and we'll find out <laughs> if your blue eyes white dragon is legit, bro." That is. But now, like back that I back to like what I was talking about, my first video game experience. I have to change it again because I remember. Like, before computers even had internet or addicting games or anything, there was that little ping pong application. Or not ping pong, pinball. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. On Windows 97. On Windows, Windows and, like, Duck Hunter 2 or whatever. Yeah. And that Groundhog game. I played all of those when I was, like, three years old. Y'all, y'all remember yeah. cool, game, uh, cool Math Games? Cool Math Games? That's yeah. Still up. Yeah. It's, it's still it. the shit, to be honest. Addicting games is still the shit. Addicting yeah. games with yeah. the Stick Wars? I remember Stick Wars. Oh, God. And, like, Max Dirt Bike and all that shit. I remember... I remember Sorry, go ahead. Um, there was like an Obama game. No, like I've never. Where you, where you were like Obama and you had to kill like. like <laughs> nah. That's so dumb. There was one where you got to throw the shoe at George Bush. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, like that one. They always conference? do shit like that. Yeah, dude. I think you there's this game called the Emu Killer. That was like you would put emus, like the animals, in a catapult and just like shoot them and see how far <laughs> they would go. <laughs> Do you remember There's the, the console that was just an N64 controller and had like 2,000 games? Yeah, yeah. 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 And like, Do you remember all, those cats? Yeah. Those they were all like literally copies of like the original Super Mario game. Yeah. They had like the arcades too that had yeah. every single game on them. Yeah. I was yeah. like, every oh my God. That That's the only time I ever played Contra. For real? Dude, Dude there's never so many games. Dude, I've never beat the original Super Mario Brothers. The only Super Mario Bros. that I've beat multiple times is Super Mario Bros. 3. That's my favorite mm. one. But I've never beat the original Super Mario Bros. I think it's because, like, I'll, like, finish one level, and, like, level World 1-2, mm-hmm. I know the hack to go to, like, the 8th world or whatever. So uh, I just do that. So you, you know never I mean? actually played it fully. I've never yeah. played it full through. Okay, yeah. I know what you mean. It's too tedious, dude. Yeah, it is. Especially, it's incredibly like, tedious. Right. You get those people that are just like speed running like really old games at this point mm-hmm. because they found out like every meta and there's been like speed run records that have cut down like in a decade like in half. Yeah. Like to like say like a game was done in two hours now it's done in like an hour because they're still like figuring out things about the programs. Yeah. Which is crazy to me yeah. honestly. It and it still gets a ton of attention like streamers like do mm-hmm. speed runs of like random games that weren't even popular. Right. Like, and like tons of the views. more. The more they find out about the game, like, the faster they can do it. Mm-hmm. And then with all that information that they have, now they gotta, now it gets harder to search for new information. Mm-hmm. And then when they find, they find that new information, it's even harder to cut down that time in the game when you do it. I know there's games where, like, um, beating it a millisecond faster is a world record at this point. 
Yeah, it is. Like, yeah, certain games. Like, it's, it's, it's definitely insane how yeah. people, like, there's people that struggle. Like, I struggle all the time and watch YouTube videos to beat video games, but there's people that beat it, like, mm-hmm. and out, and, like, real But now, time. also, like, there's things that get as, like, tight as that, and there's also things, like, you can literally make a speedrun out of anything now. There'll be, like, a mini game inside of a game, and they'll be, like, speedrunning this. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of, like, a prime example of something. Mostly in, like, adventure games that have, like, side quests and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And they'll be, like, completing this side quest speed run in, like, 22 minutes. But it's not even, like, the part of the entire game. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, certain things that just gain attention just from that. Just from people's ability to speed run it. Like, people have been approaching video games differently, I feel like. If they watch it before they play it. So, um, this is, like, a per- it's not a perfect segue to the next segment. Um, speed runs... Organ organized tournaments, organize like organizations and teams, um have been booming ever like for the past like early two thousands, um mm-hmm. and the creation of esports, uh, you have communities like the speedrunning community where like they're all dedicating breaking down records, mm-hmm. um or you have communities where like specifically the Smash community or, or the Call of Duty communities, um some can be toxic more than others, mm-hmm. um Kevin what. You know, with your background of of Rocket League, and and you're part of the community of Rocket Leaguers. <laughs> oh my god! Um, what 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 do you consider uh, <laughs> esports like as a Rocket League perspective? Well, I mean, it's different. Like the Rocket League community really isn't like fully implied when it's coming down to esports because the big thing about the Rocket League community is the quick chat ability and like the ability to just press a button and it has like these stock senses. And people use them, like, for, like, completely communicating now. Like, one of them will be, like, great pass or nice shot or, like, what a save and things like that. But when the toxicity comes in, it'll be, like, sarcastically using that. Mm -hmm. So, like, someone will make a terrible pass and people will be, like, great pass. And, like, I don't know. It gets so toxic, like, almost every single game. And your teammate is always, like, some know-it-all. Well, at least for diamonds. Like, your teammate is always some know-it-all that's, like, oh, yeah, I'm never wrong, you're always wrong, and then, like, calling you out constantly. But, like, the big thing in eSports, they don't even use quick chat or anything. Like, eSports, like, the tournaments and stuff like that, they're, like, all the pros never even use quick chat. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I don't know, it's just become, like, such a meme to, like, I don't know, it's like a cliche almost. Like, no one uses it, like, past certain ranks. It's always, like, the lower-level community, like, always talking shit in the quick chat. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know, but, but, like, at the same time, there is toxicity in pros. It's mostly, like, through interviews, though. Like, they'll interview and they'll be like, oh, yeah, those kids were, like, really easy. Just, like, basic smack talking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, honestly, I'd say Rocket League is one of the most toxic games just because of the quick chat ability. And, like, being able to constantly, like, ridicule your teammates or the other team, which is, like, all anyone does. Especially in, like, Diamond Below. There's only two more ranks above Diamond. Fine. What's your What's your background, or do you even know what esports is? I mean, I'm I'm familiar with it. I'm not. You know, I'm not even familiar with it. Why am I even saying that? I'm acquainted with it. Like, I know about them, um, and I know that. Well, I don't know this, but I'm aware that there needs um, to be a lot of progress made, mm-hmm. because I know there's some controversy regarding. Um, like equality between men and women gamers and then 
the separation between the West and the East, mm-hmm. how they operate gaming tournaments. Uh, I'm also aware that there is a lot of money involved in them now, and that that money is not stopping, and it's mm-hmm. growing every year, and mm-hmm. it's growing by a lot. Like, say, last year it grew by $2 million. This year it'll grow by $5 million or something. Like, the grand prize for, like, League of Legends or something. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Gigi. Gigi's going to go to that League of Legends final tomorrow. Is he? Yeah, in St. Louis. Oh, shit. Yeah, no. shout out Gigi. Come on, um, So, let's talk about the money real quick. Um, so, I took this from this uh, website called NewZoo. They do, an, uh, like, analyzing um, the money behind esports mm-hmm. as, a, as a whole, not just specifically um, shooter genres or racing genres. Mm-hmm. Um, but according to NewZoo, the gaming east like the esports community will grow to like a billion dollars by 20 by the end of 2019 year to year mm-hmm. um which is a 26 percent growth compared to last year mm-hmm. um mostly coming um, from sponsorships yeah. um and the next thing is like gaming fees or like mm-hmm. you know streamers um the average viewer will grow by 15 percent Maxing at four hundred and fifty four million viewers, mm-hmm. um, overtopping some of the biggest leagues in the world like the N- the NFL or the N- NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, some te- some teams are already paying, uh, more to their players than their like some, football or you know hockey teams. Um, nothing can really beat the soccer like European leagues or the baseball leagues like those are just enormous contracts. But the the pace that the esports community is taking, um, and the business side of the business side of it, it's you know, is 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 so big that other mm-hmm. people are taking, you know, a look at it. There's right. like you have you have Drake, you have Shaq. Oh yeah. You have Magic Johnson. Yeah, Michael esports. Jordan. You know what's funny is actually esports, sort of. Used to um, imply mostly amateur players and like lower level players until right. the early two thousands is when it started gaining a lot of recognition and sponsorships and all types of coverage of for like all types of games. Now it's almost become like the norm of uh, pro gaming performance. Yeah. Like all the people I just like listed are all owners or or um, investors investors in, in certain yeah. which is interesting at the same time to invest so much money in specific players off of something so unreliable because you have things that are losing popularity in a year by landslides so like taking that into account i can see how someone could spend so much money on a gamer for their contract to play professionally for a certain game unless it was a game like that's been consistent for over like five to ten years, which is very little games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Um, well, back to things that lose interest. Uh, I agree that some games do lose interest and are purely um, trend based. Mm-hmm. Like the battle royale genre might might not be around in the next three years. It may, you know, who knows? But some some other things like. Like FIFA esports, like that's been around for a while, and even though like everyone gets tired of the current game once the new game or next year's game come out comes out, um, I think the whole um, FIFA side of esports is really interesting because uh, there's continued interest in soccer, mm-hmm. um, and that continued interest in soccer will lead to continued interest in FIFA, 
and the continued interest in FIFA means that there's always going to be a place for tournaments, sponsorships, monies, players. And because of that, uh, official teams have noticed that they can also invest in players to win money for them or a percentage of money for them. Um, like you'll have teams like Wolfsburg, Roma, PSG, Man City, who will sign professional esports players to a like FIFA team. And they don't really have to necessarily use the Man City team when they played a tournament. Mm-hmm. All they have to do is wear the Man City jersey, name their ultimate team Manchester City, and then they can use whatever players they want. Yeah, like a um, yeah. team. Yeah, so I find it interesting that what Kevin's saying I agree with, but then also like I definitely see that there's some esports that are not like they're not affected by trends at all. Mm-hmm. And they are like staples of like the community, like shooters, mm-hmm. um strategic games like StarCraft two or like League, and then like sports games like FIFA, NF- NFL, two uh, K. I don't know if there's two K. Probably. Uh, yeah, like maybe. There's like a for everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's definitely... I think 2K has one of the bigger... Tiger Woods. Competitive. <laughs> well, 2K has the feature, the My Park feature, which is where most of the streaming and YouTuber income is brought in mm-hmm. because it's um, a matter of customizing your own player and ranking him up, essentially, and he can be maxed out to level 99. I don't know and if you saw this video on, on Twitter that came out a couple weeks ago. But this girl pranked his, her boyfriend by deleting his my player, who was like ninety five yeah, overall. Yeah, people put hours. Yeah, that dude, game. and like the dude was crying. Like, wait, what? So like, she like put like a hidden camera and pranked her boyfriend, but she actually deleted by deleting his my player on on two K. That was like ninety five overall. I didn't even know you could delete it like that. I don't know. Overall. Can you do that? Yeah, can, no, you re- was, can you refund is, it or like get you know, it? No, like is a my player it? is a my player played on my park? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, like, yeah. He he like he had like you can tell his setup was strictly streaming, uh-huh. because like he had the you know the camera and the right. lights and stuff like that. Some ninja shit. Like some ninja shit. Yeah. Not I mean not not ninja, but like like a streaming a stream, like streamer like setup. Streamer, like Shout out Raincoat, come on the show. <laughs> he he should have been in this show. Yeah. Um. But, like, yeah, like, people do invest their time in, you know, specific players. For sure. Um, I know in the in the U.S., though, a certain... Damn, she did leave his shit, though. Gone, bro. Damn. She gone. Um, that might be a breakup to some people. Probably. For real. Dude, it, honestly, took, it took everything maybe. in his soul not to, like, like hit her. Wow. Like, it took him everything. But she, he, he kicked <laughs> Look her Look what it's come down to. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> Vines I know, is not the answer, y'all. <laughs> I know there's certain, like, sports teams... Um, also, who have, who have invest in specific um, esports teams like Hunter Thieves is one of my favorite, yeah. my favorite team right now. Um, For what game? Call of Duty and League. Mm-hmm. Um, their their original investor was um, the owner of the Cavs. You know. I think it's interesting that esports is sort of falling into place like a lot of actual sports games. Mm-hmm. Or actually, well, a lot of actual sports, the way it's breaking off into teams that apply to every single game. So you have a TSM for Rocket League and a TSM for Fortnite. I just think it's interesting how it's sort of replicating, in a way, right. like that whole team system. I feel as though esports deserves a lot more respect than it deserves than it has right now. Yeah, because people always make the argument of 
why watch someone play the game when you can just play it yourself? Yeah. But you can make the same argument about sports. Like soccer. Yeah, and anyone, anyone's going to be like, I'm trash at this game. I, I want to see how people do it well. Right. I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing, the and biggest argument I, against I feel like that. originally people watched professional gamers to learn from them. Like, how can I improve? But with content included, it can right. be enjoyable. Yeah. And it can be enjoyable um, and shareable. What, what do you guys like think Ninja, of the, he's cringy. What do you guys think? Yeah, Ninja? Fuck Ninja. Um, what do you guys think of the label? Virgin? E- I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the word, it could have been earlier on, but like an esports athlete. I, don't I, know. Th- I, I mean, think, honestly, I don't know. it's incredibly strategic and competitive. So I, it's not like. I think an athlete of the mind, which is what all esports is, it's just, you know, your critical thinking is still an athlete. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you're. It's on. just a nerdier Yeah, just athlete. a nerdier athlete. But I would still call it an like athlete. Like, they're still putting eight to ten yeah. hours in practice. And that's... Yeah. yeah that's also it's treated I, the same way. Yeah. Sometimes even way. more seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, where they have to take Adderall? Because you have these games... Which is banned. Yeah, like, dude. Is that really? That's yeah. really... That's what but I was about You have these games that are created to have thousands of hours put onto it. It's like, like incredibly, incredibly grindy games... Where they have just so much unlockable content and rank up systems and maxing this and that out to get this outfit yeah, and things like that. Like, Those types of schemes like Angry Birds are allowing too. players to invest so much more time into their game. But sometimes it's just sheer competition like Fortnite. There's, it's not like more unlockable content once you get to a certain level. It's more just I want to be good because being bad at this game makes the game boring. Right. But like, I, I feel like being bad at a game makes it interesting. Actually, sometimes. I think there is ranks now in Fortnite, isn't there? Or like there some is sort of specific, um, like divisions. And lobbies go by rank now, right? Or like no, not there, there's like pubs, there's like public lobbies, and then there's like tournament lobbies. Um, but Fortnite actually, because um, I heard like my friend was like, I'm Smurfing in Fortnite, which so, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, so <laughs> um, Fortnite, which is like where a much better player plays in like a lower rank. And just easily wrecks everyone. Yeah, Fortnite right now has, uh, well, it's going to start soon, the Fortnite World Cup. Mm-hmm. I've heard of Which is going to be 10 weeks of, com- like, just league play online. Uh, each week has a, a prize pool of a million dollars. And then each final winner from um, each region uh, will compete and land in New York. Uh, for a price pool of $30 million. That's um, crazy. Which goes back to what you said, that the price pools of each... Um, tournament or league um, has been increasing over the years. Oh, yeah. Like, 100%. I know for Smash Brothers. Um, I think Rocket League's 100000 for one of the biggest ones, RLCS. Smash Brothers is actually one of the lowest ones, and it's one of been the longest communities since, like, yeah. 20, 2003. Oh, yeah, Smash right. has been competitive for ages. Um, but Do you think the Smash community is toxic? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure every community has toxicity. I in think. Way. Yeah, I think. There's the always people that to. just have inflated egos that think they're better than everyone else. And and it's a lot. Sometimes I, they are. I, it's it's kind of understandable when. Sometimes the best people when, are the most humble, though. Right. It's most kind of, of the it's time. A, I mean, it's a little bit understandable when their whole livelihood is on it. Mm-hmm. Like they spend twenty four seven on Grinding, the game. Virgin mode get, activated, yeah, and they get beat by my sixty seven rated team and shit. Oh yeah, it'd be real toxic. Yeah, I remember, but that never happens. Though. I remember one time I was playing some fi- some FIFA, and it was against some guy in like Argentina or something, and I was Man City and he was, he was Juventus, and it was like two two tied, and then he scored a goal, 
at the 90th minute, it was 3-2. And then I scored an equalizer. And then I scored another one right after that. And he was mad as fuck. He just stayed quiet. And like, <laughs> he was cussing me out in Spanish. And yeah, people are really mad, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, man. Yeah. I think it's usually because... Well, I think pro gamers learn to sort of grow thick skin. But some of them still are pretty toxic. But they go through so much of that, they just you have to learn to control your emotions on that game. Or else it's just like so draining. Like for you competitive know, games, you know like to just I constantly get mad, it's so tiring. Right. You know what yeah. else I think it is too? Like if you're, if you're playing like a one-on-one game. Like okay, I'm I'm just gonna keep using FIFA because that's the that's what I know best. Like if you're playing like a one-on-one game like FIFA or two K or something, mm-hmm. and one individual person beats you, I feel like you're more likely to get mad because if you lost. That's all on you. Like, all that responsibility mm-hmm. was on you. Mm-hmm. But if you lose, like, in a team environment, say you're playing league with a bunch of other people, and you as a collective lose, then you're, like, you're more disappointed than mad. Mm-hmm. Because it's, like, this loss wasn't entirely my fault. It was yeah. the team's fault. Yeah. Uh, and I can't people be- love blaming the team and not yeah. themselves, especially in Rocket League. So That's I- the biggest thing you get. It's, like, the yeah. biggest meme is being, like, Oh, I'm platinum, but I could be a grand champion if uh, my teammate wasn't so trash. That's, like, the biggest thing is because, like, I don't know. Everyone has that mindset where they'll always blame everything on their teammate and think they're doing everything right. Right. Yeah. I think the the development of pro, like, athletes um, compared to, like, regular athletes, Mm -hmm. um, if you look them side by side, it's virtually the same. Um, You have your amateurs who play casually or you know just start playing and then you have like the mid levels um where they're either in like amateur teams or in like traveling teams and then you have the the the, the top of the top like 10 percent, which is they make it to the pros mm-hmm. um and a lot of that middle ground has to do with overcoming the the toxicity of yeah. your community. like you have there you always you're always going to have the like the basketball athletes who will always put you down because you can't do a certain or you you're not as good um, but if by overcoming that you you make it to college and they don't like mm-hmm. it's just another step forward. Same thing with esports. Like you're gonna you're gonna be grinding streaming or you're gonna find oh. a an amateur team and you're gonna grind it out till you can make it to the pro leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which like I I I quoted this is like the you know you have for most uh, sports you have to follow a certain. Um, structured way to get to the league um, you know you're gonna have to play traveling teams you're gonna have to be in academies and stuff like that um, to make it pro um, while in, in esports it's kind of a, a wild west almost gold rush where like you just have to have exposure and you have to show off your skill in order for right. a team to recognize you um, I mean some some say like soccer is the same way where like if the certain scout wasn't at that one play where Messi was playing where Ronaldinho scored like 23 goals they would never discover him mm-hmm. you know same thing with esports athletes if somebody didn't stumble upon somebody's stream they would never find out that kid is sick you know yeah um, what about that one person who took a shortcut and pretended to be a chick and then got into the Overwatch League or like some Overwatch team and then he confessed to being a dude and they were like never mind you're not in the team anymore yeah, like he like. I remember there was a sniper too, named like I Reaps from Modern Warfare Two, who's like this big trick shotter and like feeder and all of that, and um, 
she was acting as like this e girl, like this goth anime girl, whatever, like classic gamer girl, and um, like got a huge fan base, and then um, it turned out being like some weird dude or something. He was like forty years old, and he was just sweating on the game, just pretending to like thank people for donations and things like oh, that. Hell no. And I think, I think that's one thing that's holding back esports is definitely communities of like toxic people and mm-hmm. um, lack of. Do, do you think it's toxic that esports teams are really picky about who they get? Because I feel like sometimes honestly it's not, no, it's not, because it's they determine they don't they are uh, they don't only look at like present skill but like consistency and they kind of like try to take these things into account before like investing in them, and like I, having a good insight on like someone's consistency and reliability and like their team play compared to their like solo play. Mm-hmm. Things like that. I so. also think um, it's not the team's fault, but I feel like it's the community as a whole. Like, Super Smash Bros. is very... It's, it's starting to become more accepting for um, girls to be in, in the Smash community. But back then, you couldn't survive um, as a girl. Um, there's definitely teams where, like, it's an all-girl team. But it really depends on, like... The teams only care about how strong, like like Kevin said, like how much you grind and, you, and the personality. Mm-hmm. Um, today's today's um, streamers need to have a personality or like mm-hmm. they, you know, like good content they, will go yeah. unnoticed these days just yeah. because of like oversaturation. The frequency, yeah, and oversaturation, over the <laughs> oversaturation. Yeah, like you you have like teams like you know Optic or or Hunter Thieves for instance that that have signed um, content creators that are right. girls like Valkyrie. Um, for instance, is signed by Hunter Thieves, and she's a strictly content creator. She's not a pro by any chance, but like teams do recognize that they don't only have to focus. It's on, definitely a plus. That, yeah, like, they don't have to focus on, just on tournaments or leagues. Some play. pros aren't even streamers or YouTubers. They literally yeah. just go and play at, uh, at tournaments and make can, their money that way. Can you be a pro and not be part of a team? Yeah, Nin- Ninja Tech. Well, yeah, you can be pro like oh, solo right. player too. Yeah, how about in a like, lot of games? How about um. How about being a pro and, like, a team will invite you to do a one-off tournament with them? Um, a lot of Smash um, teams do that. A lot of Smash teams would be like, hey, um, we'll sponsor you to fly out to this tournament in Texas. Um, if fuck you wear, Texas. Yeah, fuck Texas, though. So. Um, but uh, if you wear our jersey, so, like... Yeah. But, like, teams like... TS- and then after that, like, after that tournament, they're, like, it, yeah, they're like, like uh, by themselves. It's, like, kind of like a 10-day contract type thing. Okay, yeah. Um, but, like... Leagues where, like, you know, Call of Duty, um, League, Dota, like, you need, you can't just sign somebody for one tournament. Um, you can have subs. Right. But, like, you can't be like, hey, play with us for, like, this tournament. Right. And after that. Is. Yeah. Like, you need. Yeah, being a sub is still being a part of the roster for, like, yeah. a certain amount of time. Like, you, there, there isn't, there isn't that much randomness in there. It's like kind of like you don't call up Messi to play for Chicago Fire for a couple games. Yeah. It's the same thing. Okay. Do you find that people in esports take themselves too seriously sometimes? Mm, I just think that type of mental um, attitude towards uh, how they play their video games becomes much more perfectionist as they keep putting hours into it. But honestly, like games that have that... So, you know, like, people, I don't know, people play and they rank up for, like, the feeling of satisfaction, but those games that have that ranking system, like, you're never going to be, like, standout good, 
like in the lobby like you're not gonna want like that's and i feel that that's like what a lot of people are chasing is like getting these like crazy games where they completely pop off and like that'll happen every once in a while but people spend so many hours just every single day like 15 hours just for that little feeling of satisfaction that you like popped off one game and like you looked like you were the best I think, compared to all right, the other players. I think egos can be measured like you can compare any like egotistical athlete compared to any um personality in the esports community. Um and the and like, you know, so, so say um Scump, for instance, one of the more recognizable players in Call of Duty has won multiple championships, but has a like he he knows he's the best. He knows he's the face of Call of Duty. So like, and he and he shows it. And people at this point have accepted it. Um same thing with like, you know, you can say Cristiano Ronaldo has that same chip on his shoulder mm-hmm. where like he's won mm-hmm. everything and the, and like he can win and, and it's mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. um at this point is people trying to chase the crown mm-hmm. rather than like him chasing the crown. Like it's right. um Do you guys think you could be sports players? I think if I had enough time and I really broke it down strategically over what I need to train and what I need to focus and emphasize. Right. I think I could maybe, but it would, again, it would probably take like at least like five years and who knows like at, if the game I'm training in is even going to be like... Around. Yeah, if it's I, even going to yeah, be a popular esports I wouldn't, I wouldn't be game. a... It's kind of just a risk. Yeah, I wouldn't be an esports athlete um, just because a lot of the games now... I'm the same age as the players are right now. Yeah, okay, that's sense. also so another thing. I'd rather that's really be a content creator at this point. Discouraging. Yeah. That's how I feel about like being a professional athlete. Like when you see like seventeen-year-old basketball players. Yeah, it's like the same thing. Like you, you should have been training since you were fourteen. Right. Like since you were like four or five. But like in in like in just like video games in general. Like, oh yeah. If I wanted to play Call of Duty, I should have been focusing on playing Call of Duty since Modern Warfare Two. You know. But like, mm-hmm. okay. You know, like I feel like a lot of people now. If you have, you think like your your little your little you know brother or sister play too much video games and like watch all these like content creators play video games. I don't think you should discourage them, and I don't think you should. Yeah. Be like, I don't think you should think he's antisocial because there's like me and Kevin are saying like there's communities within each game, and like people are very vocal and people are very like, even though there's toxicity in every sport and every genre of esports there's also people that are willing to help and 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 share inside tips um so like if you see like your little brother or sister watching ninja play fortnite and you see that you know he drops five ten bombs you know 15 bombs slowly to 20 bombs and like he wants to have a camera and a mic you know he can make a living off that just Mm -hmm. playing and streaming now that like it's very saturated like it's oversaturated the market right now, so you have to definitely believe in this. I honestly case. think how you advertise it is like a general concern as to how many viewers and interactions you're gonna get as a streamer. Just like in music, it really doesn't matter as long as like the quality is average, average enough to like sound professional. It could still be like very basic stuff. Uh, just like if there's a lot of it, you know, there's a lot of attention paid to it, like your work. Or, like, you know that you're putting a lot of attention to detail in it. And it's marketed correctly. It's going to do well. Right. So I think a matter of marketing is also, like... Because there are streamers that are, like, damn near as good as the pros. 
but they never really market or take any of their shit seriously. They just play, like, they spend a lot of time playing the game, and they're out here with crazy content, doing crazy stuff every single day, like, on stream, but they still have, like, 15 viewers every single time. I mean, this is perfect segue to... Yeah, um, I remember watching, like... Oh, sorry. Yeah, I remember, I remember watching a Ninja compilation just to see how good he was, like, and, I, and he's, you know, he's good, um, but I, I remember, like, some of the top comments were, like, like, you're all phonies. The best Fortnite players in the world are anonymous because they don't want their name out there. They, they don't want to be famous, you know? They just want to play the game. Yeah, and sometimes. And I think to some degree that's true. Like, people just want to play the game, and if they're good enough, and if they're better than him, I'm sure they're out there. They just don't want to get... I mean, that, and I think, you know, this whole streaming, which is the next time in streaming, you know, you have your, your Facebooks, your YouTubes, Twitch, and Mixer being the top um, platforms to mm-hmm. stream or video games. Um, and browsers mobile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what? Nothing. Um, <laughs> for, um, you know, you have a lot of people that Camster. do like. <laughs> <laughs> you got your camsters, your ex hamsters, you got it all. <laughs> uh, you have like your Drake's playing with Ninja mm-hmm. and like Drake or Ninja playing with. Um, like Travis Scott and stuff. Or like, um, what's that guy from Tottenham? Tottenham from Harry what? Kane, Harry Kane, like or him. Yelly Ali. Like they uh-huh. they play with Ninja. You have a uh, little Yachty, technically part of Face Clan, and Juju. that's more just like promotion stuff. But like like still like athletes and like Jason Hayward is a big League of Legends like fan. And oh yeah, he, they bring a lot of endorsement. And like well, when when he was injured, of... when he was injured, he was streaming League. Numbers into it. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. It, it compares. Yeah, to, that's what I like about esports too. Like it's for everybody. You know, you don't gotta be six foot six, two hundred fifty pounds to play. Yeah, all your virgin gamers wake up at two a.m. and get their grind on. Doesn't matter what right. you look like or how you're built. Right, and like I think you you brought up a good point that like. So it keeps competition alive within people that don't believe yeah. they're physically capable of competing in certain sports of their age and things yeah. like that. And they don't, they don't have to even like necessarily show their face or be famous like mm-hmm. Fortnite the Fortnite World Cup for instance is an online competition like you don't have to be a streamer to be part mm-hmm. of it like you can just you have to be good enough to qualify for it and if you are qualifying you're playing it yeah um, so like it, it really streaming to me is the next like thing like you know you have your Netflixes your HBO just, yeah Pro's, a form like, of entertainment it's the next <laughs> form of entertainment where yeah. people don't so. even play games that they watch people stream I think eventually around. it's gonna be like like on streaming services like Sling or Google TV or YouTube TV. I mean, you have your Twitch. Yeah, but I, th- I feel like ESPN will soon cover it too. I mean... Um, Do ESPN cover spelling bees? Like, what the fuck? Of course they're going to cover it. There's Rocket League clips that get on ESPN. Yeah, yeah like I know TBS has like a, a signed contract that they, um, they have their E-League which yeah. is the CSGO on Counter-Strike. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they, they, own, they do Counter-Strike. Dude, I heard Counter-Strike's, like, the most toxic community. It, it At this point, like, you've been... I here, wouldn't be surprised. Like, you've had to be playing it for, like, years. Cliche, sweaty kids. Yeah. Um, and you only have... You have to be a sniper, basically, like or, like, an AK player. You know who I also feel like is pretentious? People who play Half-Life. Well, you can't make a generalization about a whole gaming community. Okay, that's right. But you think like like, like more of the popular ones. But like a lot of people, like if I go like on a Reddit gaming page, all people want to talk about is like Half Life. Like that's the best game of all time. Yeah, and I'm just like, well, there's other. Well, I don't know, man. What do you think? I just feel like it's annoying. What is your favorite game of all time? Super Mario Strikers. What What's your favorite game of all time? 
See, I like adventure games, so I'll probably say like Final Fantasy, like ten and seven. Oh, that's right. Well, not mine, mine's games. a Halo series. Yeah, everyone has their. Uh, but you can break it down into genres too, which would make it more of like an accurate. Well, if anyone was arguing certain games, like saying one game is the best game of all time, doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's applicable to all genres. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is Spider-Man just a blanket too. statement, honestly. Or the Spider-Man game for Spider-Man Two, yeah. for the PlayStation. The Dude, I actually, I used to love video games way more than I do now, because I had like a N sixty four GameCube, PSP, PS two, and stuff. Yeah. And then when the PS three and Xbox three hundred and sixty came out, I didn't get any of those. Yeah. So I missed an entire generation of gaming. Honestly, and think I think like... I think because of that, like my interest in gaming just fell off because of those eight years where I didn't have anything to play. And now when I have, like, time to play my PS4, I just won't. Honestly, you hear, like, a lot of people saying they like video games before there's uh, online competitive communi- communities in video games because, like, online communities will all group together and find, like, metas and, like, certain ways and, like, tricks and tactics to, like, get ahead of everyone else in the game. Yeah. And it just becomes, like, a rush of, like, who has the most time on their hands, like, right. when a new game is released. And um, from there, honestly, like... You can be a person that just ha- has a lot of, like, shooter game experience. Uh, let's say you play PC and you have a lot of, like, shooting game experience. Like, CSGO, you played competitively for a while and, like, Fortnite and Call of Duty. And you can just sit and wait for the next game that you think is going to be popular or trendy comes yeah. out. And, like, right when that game drops, you buy it and you spend the most hours on it. Like, you just sacrifice, like, a couple weeks and just spend, like... 15 hours a, a day on it and start streaming and preparing content mm-hmm. that could be like a strategy into like like honestly making money like just from that being able to you can i think it gives someone like a chance to strategize around a game's release and from there like people have like quickly uh like rise to stardom just from that mm-hmm. just from like new games dropping and be- becoming the best one at it or one of the best just because you're spending yeah. a lot of time grinding on it yeah, I agree with Kev. Like, I feel like a lot of people edge themselves out above the rest based on, like, what their um, time coming into the game was. Like, when Apex first dropped, it was easy as hell. And, like, I, I kept getting second place, like, all the time. And now, like, I'll die, like, 18th place and shit. Like, mm-hmm. if I play by myself, for instance. It honestly comes down, like, because I think the stages of, like, your progression in gaming is, like, Completely uneducated and naive beginner mm. who basically is luck-based by their skill. But then from there, I think it's a matter of how many YouTube tutorials you watch and how many communities you get involved in. Right. Just doing that itself will help you become a much better gamer, which is why uh, people have two different opinions about the online gaming community. It's like it's so quick to become oversaturated with all these strategies and tips and constant discussion of the game. Or, like, some people just love the constant change in competition and how it keeps getting more fast-paced. Like, right. Fortnite's a very good example where, like... I change his pace every I, season. I stopped playing three seasons ago, mm-hmm. and I, I, I don't recognize it now. Yeah, it's it's so strange. And that's one of the reasons I think I'm put off by gaming nowadays, because it's so fast and so competitive. And I don't have time to keep up with the trending yeah, new I don't have, strategies. I don't have and time. Like, when I play Call of Duty and I, like... Rocket League too, dude. five... Five kills and I have like forty deaths. Like it's just not fun anymore. Especially when you have these games that elongate with popularity, like right. for over five to six years. It's like it's like what you said earlier. Like you, to, I feel like to enjoy video games now, you 
must have played as soon as you were like younger and kept playing mm-hmm. and for I, me because yeah. i was playing since i was young and then i stopped playing for like eight years mm-hmm. and then i started replaying again it was just so hard to get back into them it's yeah that, that's and like muscle memory that you the thing yeah. is like you can't forget once yeah. you get back into them and you actually start to turn uh to like spend a lot of time and uh just opportunity costs just involved in that game mm-hmm. you're just gonna join the group of thousands of other or hundreds of thousands of other average gamers who know a right. little bit about the game and that gap between that like being good and being bad like that gap where you're gonna be average and like constantly on and off is like incredibly discouraging because it takes such a long time to get out of that gap of like being an average gamer and like taking that next step to being someone that's consistently good and like winning games right mm-hmm. So that's why I think a lot of people. Do I think? I think the best way to make games enjoyable is by a just being ignorant to the community and just playing as a beginner that's having fun, or like b having enough time to spend and practice and actually get good, mm-hmm. because no one likes losing games. Right. No. So I think like that's the matter of enjoyment. Yeah, I think to be able to enjoy video games as much as you could, you can. <clears throat> you need to treat it as like a, like a first like a main priority hobby Mm -hmm. and i for one don't i just like treat it as a whatever whenever now Mm -hmm. um and for people the gap between good players mediocre players and beginners is shrinking where it's just literally beginner players and then good players and that Mm -hmm. mediocre thing is like shrinking Mm -hmm. because casual players are becoming so sucky like for me for instance that like we just don't exist anymore and we're treated as beginners if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. The, the learning curve skyrocketed and it's too steep to... Because it's, it's because of all the steep. tutorials you found and like yeah. ways to just completely play mind games with it's you. It's super steep. Yeah. Especially with people who don't look up tutorials or spend time on YouTube. It's like you find these ways to play mind games on those types of players and just completely yeah. obliterate them in every game. Because like, you know, that's why people like Minecraft, dog. <laughs> we said yeah. we need to start a server dog. Shout out my RuneScape, yeah. Um, <laughs> RuneScape's so good. It's weird because like But you can spend millions of hours on that game and still not be done with it. Right. It's ridiculous. Like I you know you know, like I, I used to host, you know, Smash Brothers tournaments and then and it was oh, the FIFA tournaments. Like FIFA, and it was just within us. Like we yeah. only knew Yeah, local and like, even even within us, like the first couple rounds we would someone would get destroyed like five zero and shit you yeah know? like the, the that that was already a learning curve yeah the, within us and then like but pe- like for like me instance i grinded fifa in order right. to like be okay and compete with you guys right while you on the other hand compete grinded smash to at least compete. to be able to compete at least like but then right. like you look at the grand scheme of things there's people that travel for tournaments and play mm-hmm. random people they've never played mm-hmm. and then there's people that play online who yeah. it's even like completely different right. um, oh my god there's nothing more annoying than joining a lobby where you're on a team full of casual players and the other team's like all in a party and it's like their seventh hour on the game and I they just like completely farm you I feel like that's every Call of Duty lobby <laughs> every Call of Duty lobby yeah, yeah. um that's kind of how Modern Warfare yeah. Remastered has been lately. Is I'll be joining like these Search and Destroy, and there will just be an entire party on the other team, <laughs> all in party chat, right. and they literally just like four o us so quick. Right. That's uh, my final take on uh, this I segment sh- is that to really enjoy video games nowadays, you have to be fully and one hundred percent committed to whatever game you're playing, or like fully ignorant and just playing like yeah. extremely casual. So for and, those are and the two ways, and don't take it as seriously and just have fun. Yeah. So for the final take. 
you, you justified. Yeah. Um, what is your final? What's your final take on in this whole esports or video game like community? We can, um, we can go first, Kevin. I honestly think it's become it's gonna become more of a household name just as gaming is rising in prominence. You know, you got your kids buying their first PC computers that they use for gaming and things like that. So I think uh, technology, competition, and the community are all going to expand in many ways that I just can't predict. So I just think overall, esports and gaming is going to become more of like a household name in the next few years, especially, okay. and media coverage as well. Okay. It's going to get bigger. Well, what do you think, Juan? I agree with Kevin. I think it's going to blow up. I think the money is going to keep expanding. Uh, I do hope that the toxicity and some of the ignorance that comes along with the community dies down, as with every other community, you know, be it sports, politics, um, social media, things mm. like that. Um, I hope to see some positivity coming out of the esports community soon. Uh, overall, I think that esports, again, deserves a little bit more respect because it's the same principle as watching a, like uh, any other sport. Like football, basketball, whatever, uh, because you're watching someone play the game and you know you just want to be entertained, which is all it comes down to. Um, I think. I think speedruns are gonna be. Also considered an esport, but like a different division of esports. Oh yeah, they already are kind of. Yeah. They already have like you know full how like streams dedicated. There's like, okay, like there's sports tournaments like. The NCAA March Madness, mm-hmm. which is like a sports tournament, but then you have like darts tournaments or like bowling tournaments, sports that aren't really like sports sports. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. speed running, creating a whole different right. tournament, a whole different. It would game. be a whole other genre of esports. I got one more thing to say too is um, if you're not gonna consider going professional or being a streamer or content creator, there's no need to grind in a game harder than you do in real life, and that you should balance your time out right. Yeah, I think so too. I, I saw this, words from Kevin. Yeah, I saw this one on. I think I sent it to the group chat one day. This one, the Onion article. It said, um, uh, "Fucking worst player in Call of Duty lobby, also the most successful in real life." <laughs> yeah. He spends like the least amount of time on playing video games. Yeah, there are a lot of like professional people that have yeah. like really accomplished lives too, which is crazy yeah. to me. Is like how much do they sleep and how many Red Bulls do they drink right. and how much Adderall do they yeah. take. My my final take is that, um, e- like Kevin said, esports is definitely gonna be a more household name, um, especially depending on the on the on the specific game, oh, like, game. like yeah. game you you focus on. Uh-huh. Um, you know, league, um, is only becoming bigger. Overwatch has regional teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Call of Duty is gonna start becoming regional teams. Um. And you can be the most gangsterous dude in in the world, and but if I I know you secretly watching like Pokemon to like playthroughs, like, right? Yeah, I just think everyone has like some sort of like stream they watch. Like, a niche. Now, like it's definitely it's definitely for everyone. It's definitely like, you don't, you know, it's definitely gangster. It's, it's almost it's, it's almost like you're a closeted gamer. Like you don't yeah. have to hide the fact that you watch Ninja play Fortnite, right? Or like you watch Pokemon uh, playthroughs or, or mm-hmm. whatever, or Mama cooking or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's, it's definitely for everyone. Don't sit on a first date, though. That's a tip. Unless you're dating, dating a gamer. Yeah, like, girl. third date, I have a confession to make. I play uh, Cookie Mama. I watch playthrough videos. I um, still speedrun Pokemon Snap. <laughs> Kevin, in this show, we have this thing where we try to put people on. Where can we find you? What's your at? 
and Twitter, Instagram, or what, what are you doing? Uh, Twitter, uh, I make weird music. Just hit me up if you want to listen. It's uh, Cozy Kev with three Vs, no spaces, on Instagram, Twitter. And SoundCloud, it's just Cozy Space Kev. I'll probably start doing Rocket League stuff once I get a better or, like, more competitive, more watchable. I'll probably just upload clips on, like, a separate Instagram, but you all can right. find me on my normal Instagram and all that. Nice. Juan, yes, what about you? What you doing? Uh, you, as always, can find me on my Instagram, at Juan.ai. I've been looking at internships to do for design purposes. Hook them up. Try to, <laughs> yeah, trying to get my first, like, design job out in the real world. Uh, I might be starting a YouTube channel soon, just to... Like, <laughs> yeah. smash that like button, subscribe, <laughs> comment below. Comment. Just to we show- forgot to say, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> just, like, showing, like... What I do when I draw, how I draw, things like that. Playthroughs? N- kind of, I guess. <laughs> Just because people are always, like, asking me, like, oh, you can draw? Can you draw? Like, oh, what do you draw? How do you draw? Where do you draw your stuff? So, like, I just feel like that would be fun. And I'm not really trying to get big on it. I just want to show people what's up. <laughs> um, um, and I also just want to thank everyone who's listened to the first season of the Quarter Life podcast. I know that, you know... We're just starting off, and I really appreciate everyone's time. Shout out everybody. Shout out everybody. We're trying to get better and improve our skills. And hopefully um, by next season, season two, we'll have uh, major equipment improvements. Major killer. No yeah, DJ Khaled. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, you know, the quality of content improves as well, as long as we keep getting support from everybody. Uh, so just keep sharing, keep liking, keep subscribing. Thank you. Uh, and for me, you can find me on Twitter, OscarMC25. On Instagram, is Oscar underscore MC25. Um, and then follow the podcast, um, Twitter and Instagram, uh, TQLPod. Um, TQLPod. Yes, pod. sir. Yes, sir. Kevin, you need to follow it because I know you don't follow it. I'm about to. But no, like Juan said, this is our season finale episode, uh, episode six. Um, we're we're taking a short break just to hatch out the the next seasons and getting better equipment and figuring out what we're doing for the next mm-hmm. step. Uh, we really appreciate all the support uh, everyone giving us and feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to give a shout out to his um, my my boy uh, Costco for for you know listening to every shout episode out, and, and giving me feed, like constructive feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to give a shout out to my girlfriend Danielle for. Holding it down and the on as our social media manager, um, I want to give a shout out to my mom. Shout out to Kevin's mom. Shout out to Kevin's mom. Come on the show. Come on the show, Kevin. Mom. Um, but yeah, again, thank you guys. Um, Casting couch we'll, soon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back. We'll be back uh, next season you know, after Easter. Somewhere after Easter. Yes, sir. Um, take care. Good night. God bless. Bye. Um, fuck R. Kelly. <laughs>